The following podcast is not for children and contains discussions of adult themes. Listener's discretion is advised. And remember, listeners, the tingliest thing you can do is listen to your own needs. the Three Little Things podcast, where we read and rate your favorite Chuck Tingle books on tingliness and mingliness. I'm Claudia. And I'm Nicole. And today, we are, of course, reading another Chuck Tingle book, as we always do. This week, we are reading I'm Gay for My Living Billionaire Jet Plane, of course, by Chuck Tingle. Yes, so we really loved last week's book, Pounded in the Butt by My Own Butt. Hmm. And we were very much looking forward to this next one because going into it, I didn't think this book would dethrone that one, but Mm -hmm. not to give away my rankings like so early on, but I really like this one. I did too. I thought it was really touching. Yeah. I really liked the relationship between this guy and this sentient living plane. I feel like despite like how many books we read until this point, we still haven't really had a real meet cute. And mm-hmm. this was a real meet cute. Yeah, I agree. I, th- I think that this was a very creative book on Chuck's part. Oh my god, absolutely. And there are just like some chunks in here that I'm very excited to talk about because there were some parts that like, I don't know, like kind of did it for me, honestly, mm-hmm. like more so than usual. Okay, well, oh. let's jump right into it here. Oh, oh, we should read the back of the book. Back oh, of the yes. book. The back of the ebook. First. Yeah, back of the ebook. <laughs> <laughs> When Alex boards a red-eye flight from New York to Los Angeles, he expects nothing more than another boring business trip. Little does Alex know that the plane itself will soon lead him on a life-changing journey of erotic gay passion. After learning about the plane's side business as a blackjack card counter, Alex agrees to meet the billionaire aircraft at his luxurious Beverly Hills mansion. But when things start to heat up by the pool, Alex is taught a lesson in more than just counting cards. Ooh. Mmm. Ooh. Spicy. Very exciting. So without further ado, let's get into it. Yeah, we don't want this episode to take forever. I mean, last episode almost hit 30 minutes, and I definitely want to cut that down so that Oak doesn't have to suffer in editing. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Oak. Okay, I'll try to shut up and and stay focused. Okay. All right. So we start with Alex on the plane, and he mentions not particularly liking being surrounded by a lot of people, and this flight... I think it's only him, right? It's him or like maybe a couple other people. I think it's just him. Yeah, it's okay. just him because Keith says that if it weren't for him, the flight would be empty. Oh, right, right. So just him on the plane and they get, I guess they hit some turbulence. Flight gets a little shaky, kind of scary. And then he hears somebody talking to him and the voice says, hey man, it's going to be all right. Hello, I ask, who's there? Keith, says the voice warmly. It's nice to meet you. I nod. I'm Alex, but I still don't know who you are. Keith laughs. I'm all around you. I look up and down, then back over the seat behind me. Nobody is there. I'm not quite sure what you mean, I tell the voice. I'm the plane, you goof, Keith says. Suddenly, I completely understand. Kicking myself for not figuring it out sooner. Of course, I say, trying to hide my embarrassment. I'm such an idiot sometimes. So cute. It's really nice. You know, I love a chance meeting Mm -hmm. almost as much as I love an instant proposal. Oh my god. That's okay. Again, don't want to give my rankings away too early. But if we started off with that, this probably would have been like our 
second five 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 book. Yeah. Or our third. We've had a couple already, surprisingly enough. Let's be real. Every Chuck Tingle book is a five 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 in our heart. I know, but we gotta be like you you know, we gotta give rankings and not rate everything the same. Yeah. Also, uh Alex says the saddest thing I have oh, ever no. heard. He says the flight was almost entirely empty, which would normally be fabulous, but thanks to the extreme turbulence made me a little uneasy. I don't believe in a god myself, but the more people on a plane with me, the crueler I imagine it would be for God to knock it out of the sky. Right now, I don't think many people would miss a plane filled with just me. I'm like, oh, Jesus, man. <laughs> I know. He's definitely one of the more complex characters we've seen so far, I think. Mm -hmm. That's why it made me so happy that they had just this cutest freaking encounter here. Yeah. With Keith being all reassuring and, you know, like, this poor guy is freaking out and Keith just comes in to comfort him. Yeah, he needs somebody to, like, swaddle him, take care of him. Yes, and I'm like, yes, swoop in and save me, carry me away, like, sweep me off my feet. Yeah, take and... me under your wing. <gasps> Oh my god. God, I wish. God, I wish. <laughs> Jump out my window. <laughs> they get to know each other a little better, and Keith continues to just reassure Alex that everything's going to be okay. You know, saying, trust me, it's really not that bad up here. You're way more likely to die in a car crash on the way to an airport than up in the air. If that wasn't the case, then I'd be out of a job. Hell, I'd be dead. <laughs> the talking plane has a point. Finally, I let out a long sigh and cleared my head completely. The worst is over. And he says, I'm sorry. I should be more appreciative. Thanks for doing that for me. And Keith says, not a problem, buddy. I think that's sweet. I highlighted that for Mingley. It's very cute. Okay, so like, not to be, you know, kind of a gold digger. Mm -hmm. But something that honestly was very tingly to me is the fact that Keith is loaded from counting cards, playing blackjack. Yeah. And it's like, you know, listen, I've got bills to pay, you know, so like... <laughs> I can't blame you. I can't blame you. You know, so that gets a tingly for me as well. It gets a tingly for me. But then, of course, I like I get to know him and I'm like, oh, okay, like I actually like him as a character. But let me tell you, billionaires just do it for me. I love a billionaire. Oh really. my God, yes. Jeff Bezos, call me. <laughs> my number is 732. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So because Keith is loaded because he's a card counter, he pretty much just flies commercial for fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, how fucking cool is that to just be like, oh, yeah, like in my spare time, I just like to travel the world. Hello. It's a very cool hobby. Oh, my God. They do have a little bit of a misunderstanding here where Alex says, you know, there's a lot of places I'd rather be than here on my way to a business trip. And it kind of hurts Keith's feelings. He says, you know, without you, this flight would be completely empty. Having a full flight is great, but it can get so lonely out here in the sky at night. I guess what I'm trying to say is that I understand why you're bummed out about having to travel for work, but I'm personally very glad that you're here with me right now. There's a deep sincerity to Keith's voice, and it strikes me right at the core of my being. I almost immediately begin to sense a magic between us that seems very real and very important. Hello? <laughs> I want that. Where's my Keith? And also my Alex. I'll take both of them, honestly. The Lord gave me more than one hole for a reason. Amen. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they land. And just when you think that they're just going to part ways forever, Keith says, Hey, I was thinking, I don't know how busy you are while you're here in LA, but if you'd like, I could show you how to count cards. Oh yeah, I ask. The thought of spending more time with this beautiful plane sounds more than a little intriguing, and my heart immediately skips a beat. 
I think I could make some time. How's later this afternoon? Great, I'll have the pilot give you my address, Keith tells me. I smile, excited about my new jet plane friend, but even more excited about where our friendship would, could lead next. So I'm like, cute, but yeah. also like, clearly Keith's already in love with you, so... Yeah. Hello. <laughs> love at first sight, to be honest. Literally. Love at first occupation inside of you. God, I wish that were me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then we get to Keith's house. Yeah. Oh. Keith's house is luxurious. I mean, he fully admits that he can't fit inside of it at all. But he hangs out by the infinity pool, looking over LA's gorgeous view, and just gets a tan. He tans his washboard abs all day. Oh my I god. Don't know, Keith sounds pretty hot. He sounds so fucking hot. Also, can I just say, again, God, I wish that were me, but like he has to hang out outside all year round because he can't fit into his mansion. Imagine mm-hmm. doing that shit in New England. That's not going to happen. Yeah, no. no. My ass would freeze. <laughs> <laughs> going to have to wipe snow off, Keith, <laughs> like three times a month. I wouldn't mind. <laughs> but yeah, it immediately gets pretty tingly. Mm. The chemistry here is just like freaking off the charts. Yeah. Chuck does not disappoint with these scenes either. Oh my God. No. Okay. Look. Let's just get into it because let me tell you, this shit had me sweating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Keith is just like, you know, lounging on his back. And I just want to read the description because like I wanted to fucking yeet my iPad from the, <laughs> my third floor balcony. The second that I lay eyes on the incredible silver plane, it's hard not to stare. He's shirtless, revealing an incredible set of abs unlike anything that I've ever seen on a mere human man. This plane definitely knows how to take care of himself sweating i love a fit guy if you like hit up the gym i'm talking mm-hmm. like seven days a week and look like that call me how much do you think that keith can bench oh my god at least seven tons right oh my god at least probably deadlifts even more too god not to be Let's horny focus. on me okay 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 <laughs> <laughs> Whew. all right so before i fucking just like my brain short circuits again because of horny Mm-hmm. Alex offers to help Keith put sunscreen on himself. Which is very nice of him. Oh, well, yes. You don't want to get burned. Yeah, or like melanoma. Yeah. Yeah. It's killer. And also, pretty good excuse to touch someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially somebody you're interested in. Yeah. So everything about this is just like so sensual. I walk over to Keith and then after rubbing my hands together, I get to work on smearing the sunscreen across a silver metallic surface. I continue to slip and slide my hands across his muscular, plain body, growing more and more aroused by the minute. Soon, my cock is fully engorged and pushing hard against my jeans, aching to be unleashed. Oh, and then Alex saying, do you like that? Yeah, my breathing heavy and my mind tense with gay lust. Yeah, Keith says, keep going, lower. Oh, God. I rub down even farther across Keith's oblong body, suddenly noticing a rather large protrusion from his otherwise smooth hull. Now that I'm up this close, I can plainly see that it's a massive cock and balls. I freeze. So Keith asks, is something wrong? And Alex says, no. I take a deep breath and then wrap my lotion-covered hand around the jet plane's giant cock. Keith lets out a long groan as I begin to stroke him off. I'm literally going to throw up. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just, oh my god. (laughs) I'm I'm flushing over here. I know. (laughs) I do as I'm told getting to work with the best handjob of my life as I rapidly beat off my gay lover's rod. I'd never even considered hooking up with the plane before, but now that we're deep in it, I know that this was the right choice. I'm hornier than I've ever been, my body literally quaking with desire as a service this massive as 
Oh, a rare Chuck Tingle typo. Oh. As the service this massive living machine. I believe he means I. Yes. Yeah, I service this massive living machine. Rare Chuck Tingle typo. Then Alex goes down on Keith. Yes. Which, like, we do love a good oral scene. Mm-hmm. It's like, yes, thank you. Fortunately, we've never had this problem with a Chuck Tingle book, but I've read books just like on my own where they just wouldn't engage in any kind of foreplay. Mm -hmm. So I'm very happy that at least Chuck wouldn't do that to us. <laughs> yeah, no, no, of course not. Yeah. Chuck knows what we want. Yeah, exactly. He gives the people what they want and what we want is oral sex. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Even better if it's on a plane. So Keith places his wings on the back of Alex's head and guides him, and he says, I want to be his gay human play toy, a hot piece of ass meant for nothing other than sexually servicing a giant ripped plane. Hello? <sighs> oh my god. I love a service submissive in this uh, house. Hey Alexa, play That Should Be Me by Justin Bieber, acoustic <laughs> version, uh, featuring Rascal Flatts. <laughs> One thing I didn't really like because of my own hangup, I didn't enjoy where Keith folds him on his cock for a while until, like, he can't breathe. I have a lot of asphyxiation issues, and I think mm -hmm. that's, mm, it's not for me. It doesn't yeah. tingle me. Yeah, that's definitely, like, a hit or miss thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. For Keith, I'd do it, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> so, of course, they decide to go right into anal after this. God, yes. Uh, he bends over for Keith and he says, I don't care about the consequences. All that I care about is this massive jet plane fucking the hell out of my gay asshole. Okay, so like I mentioned earlier, I didn't think that anything really was, was capable of dethroning pounded in the butt by my own butt. Mm -hmm. But then I read this and I was like fucking blown away. Like Chuck really outdid himself. Like I, I need a moment. Yeah, step to the side, my own butt. We have a new person to pound us. Yeah, granted, pounded in the butt by my own butt will always be a favorite of mine. Oh, of course. But I, I, I honestly feel bad that it was like so quickly dethroned. But I, I feel like that almost happens every single week. Yeah, I feel like every week we come here and we're like, I found the new best book ever. I know, and it's just, it's, I love it. I love it so much. I love this. I love the show. I love how yeah. we do this. I love that fucking finally we found an author who like just gives us what we want. I mean, not that we would read any other author. Oh my God. Well, not anymore, at least. Yeah. We've <laughs> we've learned. Do you think Chuck will notice us one day? He's yet to listen to this podcast. At least he's yet to tell us. This is like, what? Hang on. Let me chill check. Episode 268. And, yeah. you know... You know how it's just like third time's the charm, but like time's a hundred, so it'll be even better. Mm -hmm. So I think we'll get there. Like he's definitely going to listen at some point. How can he not? Yeah. I mean, I would be disappointed if he didn't. Yeah. If I die without Chuck Tingle acknowledging my existence, I'm going to haunt you, Nicole. Okay. But also I would invite him to your funeral. Oh, thank you. Only for you, Mr. Tingle. We love you. Love you, Tingle. <laughs> love you, Tingle. Where were we? Uh, anal. <laughs> ah, yes. They do fuck for a while. Bless their souls. Do you have any highlights that you want to say in here? Okay, like, there's a lot of good stuff in here, mm. but... If we talked about every hot moment in a Chuck Tingle scene, we would be here all day. An entire, almost hour-long podcast. Yeah, which, uh, no, thank you. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's, no, I, That's I, too long. I wouldn't want to do that to Oak. No. So, we're going to skip to the... 
the climax. <laughs> where Alex cries out, God fucking damn it. That jet plane dick is so fucking good at my tight little ass. He gets closer to coming and then Keith says, wait, not yet. I want you to come inside me. Then he rolls over and opens his door to let Alex inside so that he can come inside him. Oh, I meant, oh my God. And then Alex says, how about I come on one of these chairs? Keith trembles around me. Oh God, that's so fucking hot. You want me to shoot my load all over your nice new first class chairs? I ask, stroking my cock frantically. God damn, I want you to come all over the captain's chair, Keith demands. Go to the cockpit. And then we get to my fucking favorite part of mm -hmm. this book. Not to be horny on Maine. Of course not. Of course not. Oh my God. Do you want to read this? Okay, okay. okay. I just, I, I'm like blushing too hard. <laughs> I just think like, I can't. <laughs> I do as I'm told, stumbling naked into the front of the plane where a massive assortment of buttons and levers wait for me. There are two chairs in the cockpit, but I immediately notice that the left one has a tiny little hole in the side. I kneel down to inspect the chair and quickly recognize it as Keith's tight, puckered asshole. Fuck me, Keith commands. Plow me in my gay plain ass. Ugh. Oh my god. God damn it! That should be me. <laughs> oh no, you bumped UG in the nose. Oh no, honey! Your poor dog. Oh, he rolled over. He's happy. <laughs> Baby. Fucking hate this dog. Whew, okay. I just, okay. I like can't read this part without like also just like wanting to yeet my coochie off my third floor balcony. Mm -hmm. Because. Which part? Oh, the whole, I mean, the whole scene mostly, but like, mm -hmm. wait, which part of my coochie? <laughs> <laughs> no, which part of the scene? I know which part okay. of your coochie. Okay. But in frustration, let me finish, in frustration because this will never be me, but mm -hmm. that's okay. And God, I wish it were. Okay. The pleasure is simply too much to take, and suddenly all of that building sensation is exploding throughout my body. I fall forward onto the seat and clench my teeth tight as hot ropes of jizz begin to eject from the head of my shaft, filling Keith with my pearly spunk. My blissful pleasure is simply too much to contain as the jizz keeps coming, pumping out of me like a never-ending hose of semen. I'm so pent up that I somehow manage to pull out of Keith and stagger to my feet, blasting the last few drops of my bountiful load onto the cockpit control panel that lies before me. <sighs> oh my god. I love a cum shot. And then we get yes. the, the biggest cum oh shot Oh my god. <laughs> so Keith says, now it's my turn. And Alex climbs out of him, and Keith stands, lifting end over end until he's towering above me like a giant silver dildo blocking out the sun. Keith reaches down with one of his wings and starts to furiously beat his dick. I'm ready for you, I yell up to my gay jet plane lover. Cover me with your jizz. I mean, we've talked on this show about how much I love the word jizz. Oh my god, yes, it's so true. Suddenly, a massive blast of semen splatters down onto me, covering my face completely with Keith's milky load. It runs down my body in thick white streaks, glazing me with warmth as I smile up at my love. I'm like, oh, I didn't think that he could make a cum shot so touching. But also, like, smile up at my love. Mm-hmm. I, I just... <sighs> yeah. I, okay, we've never had this problem with a Chuck Tingle book, but it's like, I've seen rom-coms, I've read books prior to this, unfortunately, and like pacing is always such an issue for me, you know? And so I hate when it's just like fucking mm -hmm. dragging on. I mean, it's like very clear from the get-go in most of these stories, not Chuck Dingles, I mean like other ones' stories, that these two characters are meant to be together. So it's like, 
why drag that out? Exactly. Every time that we read a book prior to discovering Chuck Tingle, and it didn't end in some kind of wedding or proposal, I was just so, so angry and so dissatisfied. I know! It's like- It's insane. Okay, it's like literally part of the H-E-A, that's the lingo, happily ever after equation. Like you need a happy ending. And a happy ending isn't actually a happy ending unless you have some kind of marriage, preferably of like the real kind. I'm not talking like some metaphorical garbage. Like I don't give a shit about symbolism. Like give me a wedding. Yeah. You know, symbols are for eighth grade essays, as we all learned in the critically loved finale to Game of Thrones. Exactly. So to wrap things up here, they get cleaned up and Alex realizes that he's already grown to love Keith and Keith tells him to stay. And Alex is like, "I, I can't. I'll get fired. We can't all be billionaire card counters like yourself. And Keith says, who says? And Keith teaches him how to count cards and play blackjack. And he says, I think you could be just as successful as I am. Oh, he believes in him. Like, I mean, Alex was obviously so miserable at his last job. And it's just Mm -hmm. like, I feel like this is like really well deserved. I mean, he's grown a lot throughout the book. And so now for him to realize that he doesn't have to do something that makes him unhappy and said he can spend more time with the love of his life doing something that he enjoys and it's like that's that's so good exactly yeah i love this oh, i wish that were me i know <laughs> so yeah alex agrees to travel with him and go to vegas alex says are we driving or flying i joke leaning over and kissing keith on his nearest jet turbine first class from now on says keith first class from now on Yeah, really beautiful. Honestly, okay, because I know we love our weddings at the end of the book, and this is, like, probably the exception here. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, I just, I need a sequel, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know that they go to Vegas and they get married. Exactly. Oh my, they probably have, like, an Elvis at their wedding, too. Oh. That's so fun. But, like, I feel like it's heavily implied. Like, I just got so invested in these characters that I would just love to see a wedding, But, you know, I'm okay with this. I'm, like, more than happy with this. In fact, if we got a wedding, my rankings would just be, like, off the fucking charts. Like, it wouldn't make sense anymore. So, this is just Chuck not breaking our scale. So, thanks, Chuck. Thank you. Thank you for keeping us, like, level-headed here, Chuck. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But also, we're going to have to change our ranking system or something because next week's book Mm -hmm. is going to be really fun. Oh, you mean... Seduced by Dr. Bigfoot, attorney at large? Yes. Listen, you know I love me some motherfucking Bigfoot. Okay, to all our listeners, you don't know this, but... Oh, wait, I don't know if I told you either. Anyway, so I went to this, like, cute little, like, witchy craft fair in Rhode Mm -hmm. Island. It was, like, where they shot part of the new Hocus Pocus movie. Okay. And so they had this, like, cute little festival and, like, vendors there. And I got this, like, wood wood cutout, wood burning thing. I don't know. Of a Bigfoot. Oh. It's very cool. Hang on, I want to show you. Okay. <laughs> oh, this is him. Ooh. Yeah, so oh, it's like the really like, right? It's like the laser cut and like it has like the trees and stuff. Oh. So I freaking love this. So Bigfoot, my favorite cryptid. Very excited to see him in the next book. I almost feel like, you know, like the Junji Ito, like this hole was made for me, but like with the book. <laughs> I'm sure that Bigfoot would would say that about you. <laughs> Bigfoot? Oh, my hole is made for Bigfoot. All right. (laughs) 
Okay, so before we get too excited about Bigfoot and stuff, let's finish up talking about Keith and Alex. Okay, yes. Nicole, let's move into rankings. Okay, Wadia, mm-hmm. what would you give this for tingliness? Uh, it's it's a five. Obviously, five. it's a five. Five. The, the coming inside them, the Ugh. the massage scene, or the oh sunscreen, oh, sunscreen oh scene God. that turned into a massage th- scene. Yeah. It really just set the mood really nicely. I always joke that like a tortilla chip is just a way to get the salsa into my mouth and so it's like the sunscreen was just an excuse to have his hands all over keith Mm -hmm. so nicole what do you give this book for mingliness it's gonna be a five oh god of course oh my god i mean just like okay the meat cute Mm -hmm. everything to me Mm -hmm. And then it's always just like the relationship is very steamy and romantic. Yes. But I also like it's built upon this like really solid foundation of friendship. Yeah. And I love that. I mean, like Keith calling him bro and just like being so, so, so comforting to him in the beginning of the book is just like, I love that. Yeah. I mean, you can't have a relationship without a friendship. And I think that Chuck Tingle shows that really well. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And now, of course, our third thing. Singliness, Claudia, mm-hmm. after reading this book, would you rather be single or would you rather date Alex? I would rather date Alex. 100%. Ugh. Same question. Would you remain single or would you date Keith? I mean, do you even have to ask? I know. Like, uh, duh. <laughs> uh, I will ride that plane all night long. Oh my God. And not just because he's a billionaire. I'm looking mm-hmm. past that. Just because he's just such a sweetheart, honestly. It's like being all like nice and chivalrous and gentlemanly outside of the bedroom. And then when you get in the bedroom, or excuse me, like when you get like by his pool Mm -hmm. and he just like reveals this side of himself that I need to, I need to go. (laughs) Gentleman in the skies until you zip down your flies. (gasps) I love that. Thank you. I just thought of it. Oh my God. Okay. Well, as we said, next week, we are going to be reading Seduced by Dr. Bigfoot, Attorney at Large. Hell yeah, we are. By none other than Chuck Tingle. It's the Chuck Tingle podcast. Who else would it be? (laughs) Of course, but you know, I'm not autistic, but I do feel the need to constantly have things in a routine, you know? Okay, belt. So Nicole, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter at SexyPagliacci. That's S-E-X-Y-P-A-G-L-I-A-C-C-I. And yes, that is a restaurant in Plainville, Connecticut that serves authentic Italian cuisine. Uh, I love Italian cuisine. Tomatoes. Mamma mia. (laughs) (laughs) And Claudia, where can the people find you? I can be found at Punk Dyke and you can figure out how to find that yourself. I had to kill a person to get that at and I will kill again. I will kill for you also. Thank you. That's what friends are for. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find the show at the 3LW podcast. That's three as in the number three on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, especially Facebook. Obviously, go follow us on Facebook and LinkedIn. You can also find us on Google Plus and Archive of Our Own. Mm-hmm. You can also find us on Twitch and Reddit. So yeah, you can reach us literally any way. Also, our phone numbers will be posted in the description below. As always. As always. And if you really enjoy this episode and this podcast in general, you can subscribe to us on Patreon at patreon.com slash the3lwpodcast. We still haven't changed that URL from our old name, but, you know, maybe at episode 300, we'll get around to that. Yeah. Oh, 300. Three little things. 
There we are. There we go. We, we're doing it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think that's it. Yes. So we'll see you next week. Until next time. Bye. Bye. This episode was brought to you by our patrons June B and the Evergreen Collective and by listeners like you. Thank you. Uh, normally I would put the outro music here, but Phil Crescendo actually took romantic sax off of the free music archive recently. I don't know why. So I'm gonna give it my best shot. Hey, Jacqueline. Are you ready to take some books to task? Oh, fuck yeah. There's nothing I love more than nitpicking uh, children's fiction. Well, if you like that, you should listen to Unwise Girls, where we really tear into the Percy Jackson series by Rick Riordan. We take these books to task with facts and logic, and we see why people call this the dumbest baby magic series of the 2000s. We're two intelligent internet skeptics who are ready to (laughs) skim, skepticize, and nitpick until people finally understand that kids' books are for shitty babies. Kids' books are for dumb, shitty babies, and all the characters would get beaten up by Batman, who is objectively cool to like. Listen to Unwise Girls every Friday on the Moonshot Network. Loser. (laughs) 